saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Hey, what's going on, No Bad Dog Army? Happy Wednesday. Yeah, we're back on track on a Wednesday upload to the podcast. As you guys know, if you listen to my last podcast, I've been on the road quite a bit. Um, been just running around crazy. And uh, yeah, so anyway, so today's podcast is a good one with a with a dog owner, a small dog owner that's working on resource guarding. So we're going to be talking about how to diffuse some of that resource guarding issues and how it's created. And just, you know, there's a lot of things in there that I think a little tidbits for dog owners uh, that, that will really benefit people. So it's a good podcast. I wouldn't put it out if it wasn't. Um, and uh, yeah, th- there's some things that we're going to be doing in the podcast uh, in the next, uh, by the end of the year, <laughs> I'll say that. Um, we're going to be uh, filming the podcast video form and putting that on my YouTube as well as adding some guests. Uh, I know that maybe some of this information can become repetitive for my everyday or every week listeners. I know that. I don't want that to happen. Um, I want you guys to, uh, we're going to diversify the podcast and, and have some guests on. Uh, I don't want to say we're not taking it seriously now because obviously we're, I'm devoting quite a bit of time per week to, to do all this for you guys. But um, I'm going to take the next jump to, you know, be, to, to fly in guests and to talk to guests, uh, to take the award-winning top charting, no bad dogs podcast to the next level. Um, so yeah, there's that, uh, last yesterday we did a fun today show feature. So this was feature number three for me, which is crazy. Uh, it's crazy because I remember the first time we were asked to go on the today show. It was like this, it's still a big deal to us and our team. But I mean, the first time we had like multiple local news coverage, I remember when my wife and I went, we went across to F.A. Schwartz, which is right in Rockefeller Center there. And we got like a little bear for my uh, now child. He, he was, my wife was pregnant with him at the time. And we got him like a little bear to remember dad was on the Today Show. And we kept the little Today Show band and wrapped it around. And it was just like such a big deal for us, uh, even though I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff in the industry, but to be on the biggest, uh, morning talk show in the country with millions and millions and millions of viewers was, um, was an honor and it was a really great opportunity. And so my point is, is we just did the third one in like the last three months or four months or whatever it was. And we did GMA last week and um, second time we did GMA, it's just, it's just crazy how, um, things work and how your perspective shifts. And it went from, holy crap, this is an incredible, amazing opportunity. And it still was this time, but I took it more as like a business. Like, you know, I really studied a lot more and I worked on my presence and I worked on my communication skills and I worked on a lot. And it was a big bit too. It was like five to six minutes, which is a lot on national television, especially when you're live. And so I just wanted to share with you that. And and also there's a funny kind of backstory with it is um, the way that it works it typically is a producer uh, will reach out and say, hey, and at this point I'm just becoming like the Today Show dog guy, which is nice. So anytime that they're doing dog stuff for the most part, they'll, unless it's like, I don't know, they'll, they'll have me on, which is nice. Um, so anyway, um, 
you you're you're kind of uh, with a, a producer, right? So you're talking to a producer, and you're you're like, okay, these are the things that we're doing. Here's the here's the bit. Here's the here's the subject. Here's what we're doing, and and you do that. And uh, so I was working with uh, a, a person that um, that we have been working with for a while, uh, or before, I should say, and. Uh, and so we had we had cards and everything this time. So I actually had like note cards and information about the dogs that we were working with. So the goal was just to do four good tips of before you adopt a dog, what to consider uh, when you adopt a dog. And I think the last thing, I can't remember what the last thing was. Jeez, I didn't study too good, did I? No, I did. I did. I worked hard at this. The last one was um, how to make it successful, I think, long term or um, what are some things that you can suggest to make it successful? So it was before, or no, it was thinking of getting a new dog. Here's what you have to do, uh, when getting a new dog, what to look for. And then when you get the dog, what to do. And then it was uh, four dogs from a local Westchester SPCA. And we were talking about, um, you know, the dogs and where they came from and their story. And so I studied and studied and studied and studied. Um, and then even when I went there, we studied even more, uh, about the dogs we studied even more uh you know about where they were from and we got to know the dogs and it was like this big thing and me and the producer uh, that we were working with was you know just we went over it we studied you guys might hear my <laughs> what buddy that's my son banks he's talking to you guys what are you doing so anyway so we, we studied super hard and the thing about live television or just like television in general is you're kind of uh especially live i mean we're talking live people um, you, you, in front of millions of people, millions of people. Uh, and of course, live, you're live in front of hundreds of people, right? Today's show has a bunch of guests and they have a huge production team. And uh, Tyler Hubbard was there. Uh, so he's the uh, pretty much the head guy of Florida Georgia Line, country, country music. Um, got to hang out with him and chop it up with him and see his secret performance, which is a lot of fun. But anyway, so... Anyway, so so we get on live and we're practicing and we're prepping. The producers are like, "Yeah, this is great." And this is again, this is my biggest bit yet. I got cards and um, I'm just like part of the the show at this point. It was pretty cool. So, um, so so we get on. If you guys watch the uh, the Today Show bit, I'll leave it in the description. We get on and they they just you're supposed to go in order <laughs> that didn't happen they asked me the last question that we studied first which kind of like threw me off i'm like oh okay uh yeah well um and then we were supposed the dog the most important thing is that dogs were going to be in order we have this dog and this dog is this old and and so it was like bits so i remembered them like the you know timetables we do the ones we do the twos we do the threes we do the fours and we nail it we know one plus one or whatever anyway and, and i get up there and they they completely went out of order None of the dogs were in order. And so I had cards of like, this is how each one's going to go. So if I look down at card two, it's dog two. So I just, if I needed to look down for some context or some history, I could simply do that because there's like six different details for every dog. So four times six and then plus all the tips and the four time, the four things under those tips. So it's just like a learning experience. And those are just things that you have to do to make, make yourself better. Like those are things, it doesn't matter how good you are in front of a camera. It doesn't matter, you know, how experienced you are with, um, you know, talking to people when you're on live television, there's an adrenaline rush, there's things going on, there's lights, cameras, action. I mean, this is a big production, like the, one of the biggest productions, like this is like a movie, there's things everywhere moving. Um, and so it was fun. And it, it made me better, and I appreciate the opportunity. But if you guys get a chance, you know, I 
I talked to my family and my team after. They were like, you did great. That was amazing. And I was like, did you guys know that they just threw a bunch of curveballs at me? And they're like, they did? We couldn't even tell. So I had to think on my feet, and you might be able to catch that in the in the bit. Like I said, I'll leave it below. You guys can check it out. But uh, anyway. Anyway, we're going to get into the podcast. Remember, I'm going to be on tour this this fall. Uh, I'm going to be in the UK uh, September 23rd to the 25th. There's audit spots available. You guys can come and meet, hang out, take pictures, do whatever we want, ask questions. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then I'm hitting the US tour uh, in November. So all the links are in the description below. Make sure you guys get your tickets. And at the end of this podcast, I'm going to be answering three of your dog training questions left uh, from the iTunes review chart. So if you want me to answer your specific dog training questions and you're an avid fan and, and listener, I can answer them very simply by leaving a review in the podcast. Review chart column. I'll talk to you guys next time. Enjoy the podcast. Talk to you in a bit. Good. What's going on? Um, I have, a, I have a dog who, um, has a lot, I'm not sure if she's reactive or aggressive. It seems, I'm not sure, but she does a lot of resource guarding. Mm-hmm. She's bit a few people. She's kind of small, so it doesn't seem to be that problematic, but it, you know, I'm apprehensive about her being around other people. Um, and yeah. Yeah, cool. What um, what kind of dog is it, and how old is this dog? She is almost five. She's a shorty bull. Um, I don't know how much background you want because, like, I've only had her for two and a half years. Um, I don't need a, t- a ton, a ton of uh, okay. background. So, so okay. So she's a shorty bull. So it's a is a bull. Terrier bull. It's like a mix of Frenchie and uh, Sassy. Okay. So she's interesting. Little, but she looks <laughs> she looks a little bit fierce. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a fun breed. Yeah. All right. So yeah. let's let's go over let's go over the things that you're that you're struggling with the most and. Um, I don't need, like I said, I don't need a ton of background. Just like you know, maybe some of the things that she's done in the past and the things that you're where, where you're at now. Okay, well, I'm, I wasn't training with her before, mm-hmm. so she's come a long way. Like, when I first got her, I couldn't even pet her. So now she's much better, and, I like, I, she was so reactive on the leash. So I've done some training, so we use a prong collar on the regular. I mean, I know that I bribe her with food. That seems to be what happens, and I'm not even that upset about that. I'm not mad about that. It's just, even with the training, everything we did was outside, and all the issues pretty much almost all the issues now are inside. Like she will go, she'll guard me. She'll guard the barbecue. She'll guard a toy. She'll guard things randomly. Um, Like there's no kind of rhyme or reason. It doesn't have to be food. It doesn't have to be a toy. And it just comes from out of nowhere. Like there's no consistency with her behavior. Like she can be super nice. And then the same in the same situation, she acts completely differently. Um, I mean, we, we're, I work from home, we're together a lot and now I'm working more because we were, my business was closed forever during the lockdown. Sure. And so although I do work from home, I, my business is in the same building. So I'm kind of in and out of my apartment and in the business. So we did spend a lot of time together alone, the two of us. And now it's the thing that has changed. So, um, she seems to be like specifically around other people. Like when I have someone come over, it's a bit of a shit show. 
if someone comes to my house. Um, okay, and let's, so I, let's talk yeah, about I'm, talk about that. So if somebody comes to your house, what's going on? Well, now she's pretty happy. She just jumps, and so I'm trying to get her not to do that. Like I was putting her in her crate. Um, like she sleeps in the crate. I put her in the crate now every time I leave the house. So when we're here together, she's not in there. But when someone comes over, I try and put her in the crate or I put her on her dog bed so she knows place. But she doesn't always listen to place. So uh, that happens. So someone's kind of in and out. We hang out for a bit. That's no problem. But um, if, I, if somebody's here for longer than half an hour, sometimes she just gets a little bit off. Like she... She's also, like, kind of glued to me. Like, if I get up to go to get a drink, if I go to the fridge, if I do anything, she's kind of glued to me as well. So that, which I guess I let that happen because I don't think it's a big deal until there's someone else around, then it's a problem. So she hasn't, she bit my boyfriend, and he's, like, newish. I mean, we would, for four months, we knew four months. She bit him, like, at the second or third time she met him. And she hasn't bit anyone since then. Um, but that, it concerns me that she... Like she'll be guarding, and she also can only hear out of one ear. She's partially deaf, and you can only pet her a certain way. Like if you pet her the wrong way, she gets like she gets mad, mm-hmm. and that's when she can bite. Is if you pet her incorrectly. Um, so yeah, so I guess there's a million things, but my biggest thing is um, just her, like the resource guarding. Um, that concerns me because uh, she uh, she did that when we were out. We went to the cottage for the weekend, and she just started guarding the barbecue at the cottage, which my parents are there. My parents are a little... So how does that happen? Um, Your parents... Did you say your parents are... What? My parents are like, they're scared. They're scared of her anyway. So I was just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're apprehensive. So that wasn't like, that was not the greatest. Mm -hmm. But uh, how does that... When she starts guarding, it just seems to be... Like, I literally have no idea. Like, if there's something on the floor, like, once it was, you know, if it's a toy, sometimes it's a toy. If it once it was, um, I left a bag, like a like a purse. Yeah. She was just guarding my purse. And it... So it's kind yeah. of ran- it's kind of random to what she guards. Sometimes it's it's things that good stuff come from, like the grill. And then there's other things yeah. that she just will guard for no real reason. Yeah, like, I can't give her bones because she just goes crazy and guards them and before she can she has a raw cheap bra but initially she was crazy with chicken mm-hmm. like it was even if she ate it it would kind of she would be a little bit off after she ate it like she just kind of had like huge eyes and she'd be extra i don't say aggressive like more dominant like she'd act more dominant after she ate chicken but um so now like she eats by herself and make sure that no one's ever around her and you know, she's good with that. But yeah, it's just out of nowhere. She'll just randomly start guarding things. And sometimes it's me, but sometimes she's guarding something from me. Okay. So it, it's um, okay. Let me, let me start kind of peeling off some of these layers. A lot of times um, when I, when I see and when I say a lot of times, I mean, historically of the cases that I've been working with, the dogs that I've been working with, the, the situations that have mm-hmm. usually comes to me. Uh, oftentimes this, this is something that will likely be um, a relationship thing of what, what are we doing with her on a daily basis? That's enabling her or helping her feel like it's okay that she can protect things, right? So if a dog mm-hmm. is looking at his or her owner and they're saying like, hey, you know what? 
this is mine and not yours, and I will bite you, or I will come after you, or I will, you know, uh, bark at you, or whatever she's trying to do. That tells me a lot about, okay, well, if your dog's feeling that way, it's just really, unless we're talking about neurological, kind of like retardation, terrible genetics, like dog just randomly biting somebody because they have a screw loose type things. And those are, mm-hmm. those happen, but they're not, they're, they're, they're rare. So oftentimes my point is, is to dilute this down is if your dog feels like they can defend something that is yours, like a grill or Mm-hmm. your purse that just kind of highlights exactly where they're at with you on a relationship level you know mm-hmm. so that's something that we got to work start working on and, and kind of uncovering so what is your training been like with her right now let me ask you this let me back up <clears throat> if you put her on a leash right now what can you do with her what are the things that you could ask her to do that she would do without what like if they said life or death like will your dog do this like what would she actually do if you got her on a leash Okay, if I put her on the leash, well, I always put the prong collar on her. Okay. Because, if you see me with the prong collar, without it. I just mean in general. Like, in you got to remember. Go ahead. Oh, she does heal. So she knows that. Um, she does, I can get her to sit. I can get her to lay down, um, which on the leash. And half the time when I say her name, she'll look at me. But half the time she doesn't. And I don't know if it's because she's resistant or because she can't hear me. Um, so yeah, she, she's good with walking with, uh, the prong. If she doesn't have the prong collar, sometimes she just refuses to walk. She'll just sit there and she will lunge sometimes at like garbage trucks and skateboarders. Okay. So let me ask you this now. Now, if you put the leash on just her flat collar without the prong, what would she do? Mm-hmm. Um, she will always walk ahead of me. And then she'll just plant herself down and stop walking when she feels like it. Um, we also, like, when I walk up the door, we live on a very, very busy street. So sometimes we walk up the door, there's dogs walking by, there could be sirens, there could be um, there's ambulances, whatever. So sometimes we walk up the door and it's a lot. Um, so she sometimes will walk up the door and just, like, jump at a skateboarder. Mm-hmm. She just, like, open the door and there's a skateboarder. Like, it happens right away. But um, we go for, like, regular walks. And with, yeah, like without, I've tried to get her off the prong collar and it's just like, she's a completely different dog. Okay. So you feel like without the equipment, she won't listen at all. No. And that's like, I have a bag of snacks and treats and I reward her and she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't really, without the food being bribed to her and without the prong collar, she just thinks she's the boss. Okay, so that's a problem, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we want to work on that. Um, I, I would say right now, um, and I want to go over like the tools and things like that. So to, just really quickly, the tool, so dog training tools are an extension of you. It's not what's going to train your dog, right? So it's just things that you can use. Sometimes it's a quick trick. Sometimes it's a quick little fix. Sometimes it's a tune-up. Sometimes it's a long-term thing. And we're talking about the usage. So if, if, mm-hmm. if I'm out with my dog and I'm completely – if I'm walking around my neighborhood off-leash with my dog, she might have a remote collar on because I don't know what's going to happen. That doesn't mean my dog's not mm-hmm. trained. It doesn't mean I doesn't trust my relationship. It just means that I have that for safety, like a, like a seatbelt. So, mm-hmm. 
But remember that the tools are just an extension of us. So we, we buy a, a, a pack of tools from Home Depot. That doesn't mean we can show up to the site and the house is going to get built. Yeah. I just, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a tool, right? So when we think about a tool, a what do analogy. we think about, right? We think about... Think about like you know uh, okay well I you know if if we want to send a letter to somebody we don't have to send a PayPal anymore or a PayPal pen pal like we put put it up we lick the stamp we mm-hmm. put it in it goes off to the mail we've progressed from that many many years mm-hmm. so anyway so my point is is the tool is just an extension of you it just helps you do what you need to do with more efficient and in most cases with dogs uh, safer so think about mm-hmm. that that's yeah. something something to just throw out. Um, so that tells me, again, that your dog doesn't really know certain behaviors and or, and it's a big or, your dog doesn't respond because of the lack of accountability. And so there's like an uneven relationship. So I have this conversation a lot with people um, that, oh, my dog, you know, ex- we talk about external problems. My dog does this. My dog does that. It's like all these bad things mm-hmm. my dog does that we don't want the dog to do. And it's like, but the, the real reason is is because you know your your lack of relationship or your lack of accountability or your lack of okay here's what I want you to do differently so that's what I mean is there's there's not a lot of training going on here the the dog isn't trained to do certain things does that make mm-hmm. sense no it makes for really good time yeah okay so my recommendation is so okay let's what would be if you could pick three big problems right now that you're having with her other than, well, let's say resource guardian is one of them. What would be the other things that you're struggling with? Hang on, I'm pulling up my list because I okay. think I'm priority. Um, yeah. Um, with her, like, yeah, that, I mean, even when people like touching her, because I know the workarounds, like, and other people, like, I'm afraid for them to pet her because mm-hmm. of that. So that concerns me and I'm scared of that. Like when someone's like, oh, I love dogs. I'm great with dogs. I'm like, oh, you're not. Like I'm afraid of her biting people. Mm-hmm. Um, and something else I'd like her to be less, it seems like she's very anxious, Like she's very jumpy. So if she's asleep in the crate at night and if I get up to use the washroom or I drop something even in my bedroom, she wakes up barking. She... Sometimes even in the house, the siren goes by and she'll will start barking. Like she's scared. And even sometimes when we're on walks, um, if we go down side streets where it's much quieter than on the main street, if she hears a noise, then she's like she's triggered and she keeps looking behind her. And so that like I feel awful. I'm like she's she's scared and there's nothing and I don't I don't even know what to do. Okay, so let's talk about the let's talk about the first thing you just said about the biting. So, um, you know. There's certain dogs who don't like people. They never yeah. will <laughs> like people. Um, they may not like strangers. They may not like, uh, they may be insecure. They may be fearful of these people. They may react in a fight or flight situation. Um, mm-hmm. th- there's a lot uh, that could be the reason why this is a, a negative thing for your dog, even though people are being friendly and people's intentions are to just give your dog love. Uh, just understand that, um, uh, you know that, that that's okay for your dog to not excuse me like everybody that's coming in to 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 say hello yeah. to to you know pet yeah. your dog and and part of this is your job uh, to be able to ultimately um make sure that um you're advocating for her and you're you're protecting her you're making sure that you can tell people like oh I'm sorry she's in training you kind of stop that um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, that's important to make sure that you're, you're 
keeping people away from her because it's going to, it's going to make her insecure. It's going to make her nervous. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, there's the first thing. Right. But also, like, mm-hmm. also hates dogs too. Like, I just can't take. Like, I don't know if that is relevant, but I like, I can't take her to the dog park. She doesn't like other dogs at all, which I figured, okay. you know, that's fine. Um, same thing to just avoid that, right? Like, it's the yep. same. Like, I don't have. She, I'm not going to make her like other dogs. I'm not going to make her uh, socialize with other dogs. Yes, exactly. Okay. And that's normal. All that stuff's yeah. normal. Uh, it's totally okay. It's not your fault. It's not her fault. She's just like, hey. You know, I don't really, you know, like this thing. It's just like, you know, us, we don't really like everybody. So uh, yeah, it's totally, totally normal. It, it's, uh, I think people are like, my dog doesn't like people. My dog doesn't like dogs. There's a problem. There's an error. What did I do wrong? What's wrong with my dog? And that's not real. That's yeah. just, uh, you know, we, we just have to make sure that we're, um, we're mindful of that. So anyway, so there's that. So yeah, so so again, there's there's big part of it is is when you're out, your duty and your responsibility is to advocate for your dog to make sure that people aren't just going up and petting her when they want to or going up to pet her when they feel like they want to see and pet a cute dog. So there's that's part of it. The other part is 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 your training. So you uh, are in a situation where you're so again, like if you ask her to heal without um, and, and I want to be clear that when you're using the prong collar to ask her to heal, there is a lot of, there's a, there's a big piece to making sure that the dog understands what the heel is first. So depending on how much you, time you've spent on uh, leash pressure, depending on how much time you've spent on teaching the dog heel properly, and then uh, putting them through the ringer of like obedience one, obedience two, and obedience three, those are all things that we talk about. About We can't correct, well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, it's, it's, it's not sustainable uh, to correct a dog uh, that doesn't know the thing they're doing wrong, right? So if they're pulling... Okay, no. No, I totally understand. But what I find with her is that even like when I... For her place, it's like she knows what she's supposed to do, but sometimes it's like she just doesn't... <laughs> it's like she's resistant to doing what she's being asked to do. Like she knows what it is and she'll just sometimes just like won't... She won't look at me and just like walk ahead of me so I do like the little pull in the prong collar to remind her to heal. And I don't make her heal all the time. Sometimes I let her break and not, you know, be like right next to me. Yeah. But like to her, like that's what she always, it's like she knows because I went over this with her. We, we trained with a trainer who was amazing, but then moved out of the city. So that happened or I would have stayed training with her. And then it's like, yeah, she, we didn't finish the training because the trainer left. But yeah, it's like she just sometimes like she knows, but she doesn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. If that's a thing, like, is that reasonable? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a thing. Uh, it, it's it's you know, somebody comes over and she's excited. You say, "Go to your place." She's like, "I don't want to." That's a thing. And so it's there's two things off the top of my head that I can think about that would make that happen is a lack of accountability. So mm-hmm. historically, what have you done if you say do this? She goes, "Yeah, I know what that is, but I'm not going to do it." There's that. And then mm-hmm. there's just understanding that there's there's different levels and different um, steps to getting your dog to 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 do certain things under certain environments. So if you're if you're again if you're teaching a dog heel outside, it's difficult. Or again, if if your dog has never seen the picture of place and stay while somebody's walking through the house off leash, you're never going to just be able to do that. So there's there's different patterns that you have to do. Um, it's like art. It's like a painting, right? You're not you don't just put one stroke across the canvas and boom, you get this beautiful 
full canvas scene. Mm-hmm. It takes time to say, okay, we're going to do this in steps, whatever. So there's those are the two things off the top of my head that a lot of people um, unfortunately fail doing is if you are asking her to place and stay, again, this is just whatever, and somebody comes over and you haven't showed her that picture, she's not going to do it. So those are, I think a lot of people want to go A to Z and they forget that there's A, B, C, D, et cetera. There's all these steps in between in order. It's like asking a little toddler how to, you know, count to 10. They're like one, five, seven, 10. <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. There's a lot of steps yeah. in between that you just missed, buddy. So you have <laughs> to make sure that those steps are there. And I think a lot of people get frustrated because of those reasons is mm-hmm. you go from zero to a hundred like that is maybe you mm-hmm. ask her to place on leash with food in your hand with nothing going on. You yeah. do it a couple of times, you go, great, right? And then <clears throat> you you then break her and then you go on to your day and then somebody, your buddy comes over, knock, 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 right? Or your boyfriend comes in the room, whatever it is, and she just gets off. And it doesn't necessarily be bad. She's not like attacking, she's not growling, she's not barking, she just gets off. But you got to realize like that added step in that environment is going from zero to 50. You have mm-hmm. to slowly integrate up to that. Okay. Does that make sense? No, it does. I, I get that. Because I'm training her. I'm always just me, just the two of us in the house. And then I expect her to do it. She needs, I need to train her with the distractions. Right. Yeah, exactly. You you start to blend in. Okay, now we're going to do this. Okay, now we're going to add this. And So let's say... Like whatever your picture is, it doesn't matter if it's healing, it doesn't matter if it's placing, it doesn't matter if it's recalling, it doesn't matter if it's sitting and staying, it doesn't matter what it is. There's always going to be an end goal of, I want to be able to heal my dog outside with distractions. I want to be able to recall my dog off leash with distractions. Whatever your goal is, there's always a beginning and an end, or there's a beginning and and an accomplished goal. And your job is to slowly build that together. You put them together like anything else. If you want to be able to run 10 miles a day and you've never ran in your life, well, start off with a mile a day. And then the next step Mm -hmm. is two miles a day. So you start to blend in these things incrementally. But I think a lot of people just, they're like, my dog won't heal. They get a prong, the dog heals, they pull them back. And then they're like, ah, it's not, or again, it comes down to, well, when the prong's off, my dog won't listen. It's the same exact thing with treat, treat only trainers. Mm-hmm. Same thing. It's like my dog will only listen if I have a, an Italian deli at my hip. Under yeah. those cir- <laughs> under those circumstances, my dog listens great. I'm like, well, your dog isn't trained. Your dog, you're bribing your dog to make them look good, yeah. and your dog isn't. Your dog doesn't understand these behaviors separately. So, mm-hmm. same thing with tools. You know, so. So anyway, so that's what I would suggest for, let's say, like the the, the first thing you were saying there with like my, she pulls when she's outside. Um, you have to teach the heel in a non-distracted environment that allows you to teach her things and, and, and help her understand what heel is separately. And then you have to slowly blend it outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was the what was the third thing that you said? forget oh my god what did i say because i have so many things written down um the third thing well what is the third thing with her well i didn't even say it but the other thing that i want to mention she gets like hyper focused yeah sometimes which then i can see it's leading to like worse behavior or 
and like it's hard for me to to break that like when she gets hyper focused it's usually negative something negative and like um but sometimes she's she's if you're if you're sitting with your legs crossed you're bouncing your foot she runs at your foot she doesn't bite it but she runs at it and then once it happens once like she won't stop like mm-hmm. I have to like put her in her crate or I have to close the door or we have to, you know, I have to sit differently. Like that type of thing happens. Or, you know, so there was, oddly, there was a mouse in the house and she saw it and she went crazy for about three weeks because there was a mouse. Mm-hmm. And like where she saw it, she kept going right to the same spot despite the fact that I had ripped the bird. So there's that where she gets hyper-focused on things. Yeah. Well, that, that's a kind of an outlier situation because I, I just feel like you're not going to have a bunch of mice running around your house. But yeah. <laughs> you, you just have to – so let me ask you this. If she's going over there and she's focused on this thing, wh- why do you care? What is the what is the problem there? Oh, no. Well, because what she did, she was, like, looking at the dresser, scratching at the dresser, laying mm-hmm. by the dresser. Like, she wouldn't leave it alone. And same thing if you're bouncing your foot. If, you, if you're sitting cross-legged, you bounce your foot, she runs at it. And then if you just uncross your legs and your feet are just sitting, both feet are flat on the floor, she's just sitting there staring at your foot, waiting for your one false move. And then what's to, that? What, what, yeah, what happens? It just She runs up and she'll put her face like right, like she will be across the room as she sees it. She'll run across the room and like put her face right there. And it's just, I feel like it's the precursor to her maybe being, you know, biting um, okay. My foot ever, um, but yeah, I I don't know. It just maybe she won't bite. I, I just don't. It doesn't seem like it's something good or fun. It's like she stresses her out, and as soon as she sees it, it's like she can't stop thinking about it and keeps running at it. Got it. Okay, understood. So, my suggestion is 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 again, and the reason why I'm I'm like wanting you to get a little granule here is I'm like, okay, what's the problem with her going up to somebody's foot. What's the problem of her going over to a corner where there was a mouse one day? And so if she, if you feel like she's building, yeah, and exactly some of these it. things could be like a natural build. Again, like a mouse, you get, mm-hmm. um, you get like a a dog that chases a mouse. It's not like holy crap, that's crazy. Like wh- who would have thunk? Yeah. It's like no, that makes <laughs> sense. You get this little free yeah. mouse, and you get this dog. It's like hey, anyway. So there's that. But but again, it's like my my rebuttal as playing devil's advocate here is like, okay, that makes sense. You don't want her to build on somebody's foot because she's like getting obsessed with something. There's two things. Well, let me ask you this question first is like, if I said, okay, well then why don't you send her away to replace so she can get off of it so she can stop obsessing and she can move on. She can do something else. She could be preoccupied. And of course, from our conversation so far, I know that that's not going to happen. You know, so there, yeah, so you just, you, yeah. you just kind of walk away. Yeah. Like for me, if I was, if like, if I had a dog and okay, actually I did this today. So we have, uh, what we call like controlled chaos around here. So we have uh, a full-time assistant. We have a nanny now. Um, we have, my house is like being ran as a business at this point. And so there's, my point is there's people everywhere. There's and my dog. And so my nanny was holding my son and she was trying to feed my son. And my dog, Lakota, is on her lap, like slapping her tail, getting excited, licking the baby, licking the nanny, like nothing bad, but the nanny was trying to focus and we don't want the dog licking the kid and like whatever so Mm -hmm. instead of me so this is exactly what you're dealing with 
okay, is your dog Mm -hmm. is doing something maybe instinctually. Definitely instinctually for the mouse, but maybe the instinctual thing for the foot tapping is a prey drive of like, I want this thing to move so I can attack it and I can run. And that's a Frenchy thing for sure. It's like a Boston mm-hmm. Terrier thing. It's like these small dogs. But uh-huh. but my, th- my thing is, is like with Lakota, my dog, is I'm not going to say like, why are you licking the baby? Why are you licking the nanny? Same thing. You're not going to say, why are you obsessed with this foot tapping? What I did mm-hmm. is I said, Lakota, go to your touch, which is her bed. And she went, Shoop. and I said, down say Mm -hmm. and then if i broke her she would naturally just be done with that whole episode of like i'm excited to see you she would just go find a toy or something so there's that Mm -hmm. there's that right where i'm like so you don't have that obedience so that's one thing that you can consider is if you have friends it's the same thing as if you have friends over and your dog's sitting there begging or if you have friends over and your dog is sitting there jumping on them or if you have friends over Mm -hmm. and your dog is doing anything that you don't want to do at the end of the day you have to ask yourself, okay, well, what do I want my dog to do differently? Well, you want your dog to just go away. Okay, well, you can't just say, hey, go away, dog. That's not a command. Yeah. <laughs> How do you teach that? How do you teach your dog to just walk away into an abyss? Like it doesn't, that's not, that's not an obtainable, tangible thing. You say, okay, mm-hmm. I've taught my dog to go to this targeted area, which is the place on command. And that's what we've worked on for this exact reason. So when I have friends over and my dog is begging, when we have friends over, my dog is jumping. We have friends over, my dog is obsessively looking at their feet to attack. You can't, for, that's ingrained in them for whatever reason. Your job is to say, hey, go to your bed. And that's it. You don't have that command and you certainly don't have it at a level that would, would um, be, be fair to ask uh, a dog in, in that environment. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. The other thing is, is this is like, it sounds to me like your dog has a prey drive. Your dog is excited. Your dog wants to chase things that move. Your dog wants to do these things that, you know, are are fun for most dogs, like terriers and dogs who just have a prey drive. Not all terriers, but. So that that tells you like, hey, your dog wants something. Your dog's bored potentially. So that then comes down to how much exercise mentally and physically is the dog getting as well. Because that's always a, a question of like, mm-hmm. okay, I get it. You know, your your dog's excited and there's these things. But like, you know, that's telling you like maybe I should play tug with my dog. Maybe I should get a mm-hmm. flirt pole for my dog. And just being able to kind of like extend and and, and release uh, some of that, stim- that th- the thing that your dog wants to do. Mm-hmm. So those are the two things that come into mind there is a lot of this stuff is instinctual. Just like when we have a dog on a leash and they're pulling in front of us because they're animals and they have four legs. It's not instinctual for a dog to walk in slow motion with us humans. You know what I mean? (laughs) So so anyway, um, those are things that you have to start working on. Yeah. You have to simple the way you say it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's my job. That's, that's my goal. And I, and I, you know, I think that's why we're talking is like, you know, I want, I want you to understand it. I want you to make sense of it. And that's Mm -hmm. what it comes down to. So, uh, again, I think, I think it's important for you to ask yourself when you want your dog to do something and you're frustrated, you know, and, and every single person, no matter where I'm at, no matter what level I'm doing it at, every single person has, it's the same type of thing. There's a problem externally. My dog is X. And I say, okay, your dog is doing this. And you don't like that. And I say, okay, well, what is the foundation below that that helps you? You know, and it doesn't exist. And I'm like, okay, we can't work on this. So that's why I created the 
what we call the No Bad Dog Kickstarter course because everybody that I work with doesn't, I shouldn't say that, almost every single person that I work with that has a behavioral problem externally doesn't have a good foundation, which means we can't talk about what color the shutters are yet if the house doesn't have a foundation. So that's why we created that course, and that might be helpful for you in the future as well. Okay, I looked online. I, I didn't even, like, how did I miss that? I thought there was, like, a course for puppies. It looks like a course, yeah. It looks like a course for puppies, but it's the, it's, um, I think it's called the, it should be called the Upstate, or I'm sorry, it should be called the uh, No Bad Dog Kickstarter course. So the Kickstarter course is I'm like, on there right, oh my God, okay. I don't know how I missed this because I was looking online because I mean, I follow you on Instagram and I've watched a bunch of your videos and I was like, God, like this, how helpful is an hour going to be? Like, what am I going to do after? Mm-hmm. And that's, I was actually going to ask you about, like, I'm finding how to find a good dog trainer because in Toronto, I live in Toronto mm-hmm. and Canada and there's a bylaw against um, prong collars and e-collars mm-hmm. in Toronto. So I found every, pretty much every dog trainer aside from the one that moved away there, none of them subscribe to any of that. So I was having issues trying to find a dog trainer. Um, but yeah, if you do an online course, then I could totally do that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why we made it is for people all over the world to be able to the same thing with the e-collar course. We made that because like you said, you might say, hey, you know what, me and my dog would really benefit with an off leash life um, that we can trust and that we are comfortable with. And that's why we made that course as well is because there's people you can anybody can buy it. So that's my suggestion is um, just in the future, you know, if, if it's something that you could do is is just understand that there's a foundation that's missing here. There's there's something that's that's going on here. And, and, and again, it kind of comes back down. And in that course, we go over this as like teaching your dog how to place, but how to get your dog to place sustainably, meaning like, okay, cool. We, we taught our dog to place with a leash and treats with nothing going on in the room, but what's, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, and I, and I go over how to introduce, uh, you know, distractions and, uh, the same thing with the recall and things like that, but that will give you that, that core foundation that you need for some of the things that you're having problem with. So again, if you, if you came over uh, or if somebody came over to your house and um, your dog, you know, started freaking out at their leg because they're tapping it or whatever, you could say, Hey, place. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I would have done that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just okay. like, I it's bad. I feel like she's sitting right here. Like I'm talking about her, like she's horrible. Like she's amazing. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's lots of good things about her. Like I feel like guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay. Okay. um so it's 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 something that um it's something that uh you know, like say the resource guarding thing. Like that's something that you can work with. Uh, it takes a little bit of time to really develop, but like this isn't like a severe I'm attacking bloodying people up going to the hospital thing that we're seeing. Yeah. Um but but what yeah. it, but what it is <laughs> is like <laughs> right but what it <laughs> yeah 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 but what it is for sure is like she's like hey i want this like hey, i want the mouse yeah. so it's 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 the same thing it's like hey i want this i want the mouse i want you know this i want that whatever and really what it comes down to is when she wants to do something you don't have the practice or the leverage to be able to do anything to, to dismantle that. Yeah. I, mean, I guess I know like she just, some dogs seem to be so easy and some dogs aren't. 
and she's like that type, yep. like I, yeah, where she's she needs a lot more attention <laughs> than uh, than mm-hmm. a lot of other dogs, of you know that I've been around and and had like it's just it's I'm it's so different. She's so different than anything I've I've experienced or used to or anyone I know. So it's it's been challenging. Or yeah, yeah. It's it's like I have to. It's like she's. I feel like sometimes I have like a rotten toddler. Yeah. That, you know, no one wants to babysit, right? That. <laughs> yeah, it's like. That's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, there's just some foundational work that you have to do. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but I think you just have to kind of get back down to the basics and really like, like, again, if she's guarding your purse, you would use recall and say, come, she's like, yeah, no, this is my purse though. You're like, I don't care. I don't care if it's a freaking Buffalo. You have to come to me. Cause that's what we have to do, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway, yeah. oh. that's, that's what I, <laughs> that's what I would start working on. Um, so when you, uh, what else? So with the barbecue and stuff, like all that is off leash again. So like you don't have the ability or the, the control to really handle her off leash yet. So I would in certain situations, like make that a training opportunity. So if you know that she's going to get kind of weird and tense around certain things you want to put her on a long line and start holding her accountable so 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 again like let's say like okay yeah there's a grill out there she's gonna she's gonna go to the barbecue and she's gonna sit there and she's gonna be whatever or there's a toy or there's your purse you would say okay what i need to do is i need to recall her and then she's done it it, once she's away from the resource it diffuses so you say okay Mm -hmm. so instead of going over there and like you know charging at her and trying to fight with her you would work on come and she's like, oh, I know what that is. And you would work on it at a high level where no matter what she's into, she'd have to recall. But then on top of that, you would also have a long line on her to hold her accountable. So she's next to your mm-hmm. purse. She's getting tense. She's looking at whale eyes. She's getting weird. And you say, come. She's like, nope, pop on the collar because you have a long line on her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, I was thinking like I'm in the backyard. I didn't like with that. And she guarded a towel like last weekend. Like I just didn't see that coming mm-hmm. because we were outside. Mm-hmm. And in like a backyard, and then I like with nothing else around. That I thought she would be more, I don't know, like relaxed. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and she could be. She could be more relaxed, but it comes at like being relaxed yeah. and having a trained dog are not uh, the same at all. You know. Yeah. That doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, that, yeah. well, it just seems like the, you know what? It's like my dog has no chill. That seems to be like ongoing sure. thing. It's like she seems to be. Like she's on all the time and that, you know, like I try and make sure she gets enough exercise and I found it challenging because she doesn't, we go to the dog park, she doesn't want to play with other dogs and she, if dogs come up to us, she's mad. So I take her off to the side and play with her. Mm -hmm. And then I ask because I live above my business, uh, I own a fitness studio, so it's a big dance studio, so there's tons of space. She has a toy and she runs around like crazy in there and expends so much energy that, yeah. I would think that I know that when she doesn't have enough exercise that she acts worse. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and, and it, and it, I think, you know, exercise is the other thing that I would mention, like how much exercise is she getting typically? Um, well, I mean, we go for like a couple walks a day, usually sometimes one. And then I, if I take her down in the studio, she has this big toy. She, we run around or she runs around with it and I, I play with her or she plays with it by herself with it. She does 
you know, 40 minutes to an hour, depending on if she's tired or the availability of the space. But yeah. I've, I've looked up and tried to figure out how much exercise does this dog need? Because, like, I've, it, she seems like she's, she sleeps a lot, but she's kind of on the lazy side. So I don't know what's, what's sufficient and what's not enough or what's too much. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally understand it. And, and, and that's good. It's better than nothing, but you just need like, again, think about the mental stimulation too. Like, so dogs. Oh yeah. Well, but yeah, I have puzzles for her. Like I have puzzles and, uh, how like, often is she doing that? the, how, how often is she doing puzzles? I have three different ones. We do them probably like every other day. Okay. And, th- and that's, but that's an accumulation lasting not that long. And, and it's, it's very by herself. Like you're not sitting down, yeah. you're not sitting down playing checkers with her, right? No. <laughs> you're not sitting down putting a puzzle together with her. She's eating her kibble through these little holes. My point is, is like you have to make her think a little bit more with you, your relationship. Oh, so like you can't like, oh, she's guarding my purse. Get the puzzle. <laughs> no, it's yeah. hey, come, get your butt over here now. Sit and stay. You go grab the purse. You put it away. So you have to be, you have to be, you have to be more with her, like you and her. The the issues that you're having and the issues you could potentially see in the future develop are because of you and her, not because of, um, you know, mm-hmm. what any other reason. It's be, th- these th- these things are all spiraling out of control because, uh, you know, of her relationship with you overall. If you sit there and look at her behavior, look at look at human psychology. If we were to watch a young child of six years old for a week, and we just watched what they did, we we watched how they we watched how they were with other people, with other children, with their teachers, um, whatever, and we're like, wow, this this is a really polite young man, really polite young woman, really like you know understood boundaries. Like my my point by saying this is, we would know that mom or dad would have influence on respect and boundaries and being polite and being courteous and having kindness and empathy and right we'd say oh you know somebody did a good job with this with this young individual for the most part but if you get a kid that's running down the aisles and kicking and screaming and knocking everything off the walls and talking back and swearing and spitting on other kids and all you're going to be looking for the parents like what are you doing how are you allowing this to happen? That's the like same exact mm-hmm. thing what you're doing here is if we have a dog that starts to spiral out of control, starts to act aggressive, starts to not listen, starts not to respect you, you know, you have to push and shove them to do anything. That's because you, you just haven't spent enough time with them to really thoroughly go over granule situations of like, this is how I want you to. So right now you're just basically like, I don't want this to happen, but you have to put in the work in order for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of background stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's not like, and, and again, like think about human psychology. Like I said, it's every single day. No, we don't spit Timmy because of yeah. this reason. It's it's every day constantly working on developing. That's your job as a parent, you know, whether it's a dog or a child is like your job mm-hmm. is development to say, this is how we behave. This is the difference between right and wrong. Cause I want to be able to bring you to the park. I want to be able to bring you to my mom's house. I want to be able to bring you to public places. But if you're out of control, that's your own fault. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, uh, I, you know, just, she's come so far and then it just, yeah, we plateaued for a while, but that's, you know, she's such a different, she's so different than when I first got her. Like, it's unbelievable. But yeah, I when, guess I didn't realize there was what so, age, so much work to do. What <laughs> age, yeah, what age did you get her? Uh, she was three when I got her. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and, and a couple things. So if you, if you look at a mature dog, 
that's not a puppy, at three. And she was a certain way. And now she's not that way at all. Or she's changing. Yeah. It's it's the environment that they're in. Yeah. Right? Like you get an adult dog and very rarely do I see adult dogs have huge behavioral changes. Like if my dog mm-hmm. who is, you know, my dog's six now, but let's say when she's nine, she completely changes. I'd be like, what the hell is going on? Like typically dogs who are mature, the same thing with people. People change, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's these outliers. There's these, you know, I'm a changed man, changed woman, whatever, of course. But for the most part, it's like, oh yeah, I know that person. They're really into sports. It's not going to change. They're always into sports. Yeah. They love, they love the Yankees since they were kids. You know, it's not gonna, mm-hmm. So my point is, is just really think that's, that's something you should be reflecting on of like, well, when I got her at three and where she's at now is completely different dog. That's because mm-hmm. well, she's with you. It's your job. I mean, so whatever has happened between now and then is, is pointing right at you. Like you're looking at the mirror here. Yeah. So just think about that too. Because, yeah. because you know, look at the the opposite end of the spectrum, is if you gave her to me for two weeks, I'm not talking about two years, I'm not talking about a year, I'm not talking about six months. I'm saying fourteen days, she'd be a completely different dog as well. Yeah. Because of who she's around, right? Mm-hmm. So just think about that. And I understand, you yeah. know, like we deal with that a lot with puppies, where people are like, "Wow, she's changed so much." I don't understand. I'm like, "Well, how old was she? She was ten weeks when we got her." I'm like, "Okay, and she's a year now. It's a completely, you literally have a completely different dog." Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Huh. So anyway, so there's a lot of foundational work that I think that would really be helpful to you uh, in looking at these situations. Now, as far as the resource guarding goes, what I would do is I would try to really work on um, cause some some dogs and smaller dogs can be funny, like you know, like I said, Frenchies, Boston Terriers, um, you know, enter any other like smaller dog not you know uh, toy dog but smaller dogs can be funny where they can like be weird like they have weird habits and some of those things can be like resource guarding random things and you just have to like work you have to grind through those a little bit where you're like okay try to find a consistent thing that she will get weird about Mm -hmm. so if it's your purse or it's the barbecue or anything you 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 actually want to like play on that a little bit where you can go out and um, like, like for sports, if, if somebody was having a problem with a swing or a shot or, uh, or whatever, you'd be like, all right, let's keep working at it. Let's keep, let's hit, let's do it. Let's do that same thing over and over again. So you'd get that object that is consistently she's having a problem with and you would start working through it. So you'd put your purse on the ground for an example and she'd go to it and she may, you say, come and you'd start working on recall with a long line. She'd come to you. So sometimes with like, um, I don't want to say fake, but sometimes with uh, resource guarding dogs that aren't real where they're like, maybe they're bored. I've seen dogs do that. They're bored. Like if it's not mm-hmm. a real resource, like a pur- what does a purse have value to a dog? It doesn't. It's just maybe yeah. again, maybe she maybe she's being weird it's or a maybe. Nice purse. No, <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, yeah, no, I get it. It's like it's like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So it's like it could be just yeah. this weird thing, but it also could just be boredom, or she's like, hey, you know, this is whatever. So you just have to like yeah. grind these things out, and and I would just say, and I say this for anybody that's dealing with any behavioral problems with your dog. If you start exercising your dog more, you'll see a difference. Same thing with people. Mm -hmm. 
Same yeah. thing with people, right? So we, we exactly. all know that stress and anxiety and, of course, weight loss, uh, if you start just being active, it decreases. It, all of that stuff goes down, right? I'm like that for sure. I mean, if I go for you know a nice walk or I go on a run or something, I'm like, man, I just – it's like something you can't explain. You're like, yeah, I just feel better. I'm just feel got, better. Yeah, you just feel better, right? You get the cardio going. Your your heart stops or starts going. It's it's all these things. So with dogs, it's kind of similar. It's like when they're bored or they don't have an outlet or they're mm-hmm. they're understimulated as an animal, right? So when that freaking so think about this too is something that just popped in my head. Think about that mouse. How obsessed she was for two weeks. So that means she's been sitting there just waiting for something to happen for that long because she's like so bored, right? So she's sitting in her house. She's bored already. She's like, oh, man, I'd really like to go do something. Like I'd like to go do this. I'd like to go do that. And then all of a sudden this mouse goes, zoop. And she goes, what? Right? And then she goes over and she's like, this is what I've been waiting for. And then she stays there for two weeks because she's obsessed with like this may be fun, right? So think about that too. Yeah. It's like it's kind of a call to a call for action too of – Get a prey pole, which are like it's like a big cat toy. You can get them on Amazon; they're pretty cool. Um, but but just you know, more walks and and more training and more mental stimulation, and just do that for the next couple of weeks, and and I'm sure you'll see a decrease in some of those kinks that you've been dealing with as well. Well, I'm even wondering, like you meant, like I let her, like I take her in the studio, and she has a toy she plays with, but she plays mostly by herself, like but. I didn't used to do that with her. I used to just take her out more, but I figured she was getting exercise, but it's solo. Like we're not doing it together. So I'm just thinking that maybe that also wasn't helpful, right? That we spent all the time together and then she's just kind of entertaining herself. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's just, I think, I think it's just, they get bored. Dogs get bored and they chew on stuff and they obsess over things they really shouldn't. And yeah, I, I, like I said before, I think if you're just for me and I'm just, and it's the same thing as like, if you're in a funk or you're feeling like, you know, kind of lousy or tired or whatever, it's like, you just go do something outside, go for a run out to go exercise outside. You just feel better. And I think for dogs, it's, it's 10 times that, you know, they, they love being outside. They love to be in nature. They love doing stuff. They love working. That's why dogs were invented. And so I I just, like I said, I just, yeah, just do more of that in, in conjunction with all the training and your life will will change for the better for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll sign up for that course for sure, and um, and start doing that with her. <laughs> yeah. So that course will give you like it'll show you the basics of the things that I would uh, like to do. Right. So these are things that uh, the the core, like so the place, the crate, the heel. <laughs> Uh, the stay, and then all of the things that go with that. Like, okay, these are the core, but how do you advance these? How do you really get your dog to to listen to you under most circumstances? How do you get your dog to respond to you? How do you get your dog to engage with you? So it's just an overall good course on yeah. on all that stuff. It would be helpful for any dog owner, really. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll try that. And um, maybe that will solve all our problems. <laughs> it, it'll push you it'll push you in the right direction for sure and it, it and i think it's nice for people you know everyone's busy everyone's busy and i think it's just mm. nice for for you to just you know spend some time on your own time on your own time to plug away at it and and watch it and check it out yeah we'll do that yeah for sure okay cool awesome yeah i guess i was apprehensive about just doing an online course too because i thought yeah yeah and it's not yeah 
it's it's more it's so this course is like it's more about uh so all the content that i create is kind of real time it's me working with a dog owner on some level at their real time i haven't really put out any content of just a general let me let me take a step back and talk to the camera let me take a step back and give you two hours worth of here's how to actually do it and when I say mm-hmm. two hours, that's two days of training, right? So yeah. I haven't I haven't ever done that. So these I have two courses out right now. There's the e collar course introduction, which actually took us like I think twelve hours of training, and then there's the the no bad dog Kickstarter course, and this is a course that's really for people to take notes and to under see everything else has been like again you're flying a wall, you're watching me work with a dog, but in the course mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like a um, it's a step-by-step course, but it's not, it's, it's, a, it's just like, Hey, you guys, I'm going to teach you, or I'm going to teach this dog how to place. And it allows me to slow down and look at the camera and take my time. And I'm focused on the viewer. I'm not so much focused. Like when I'm, when you're watching my content, you're watching me work with another person and another dog. The camera that's rolling that you guys are seeing doesn't exist to me. I don't even look at it. I don't. I, I I've been filmed for so long. I don't even care that it's there. I don't recognize that it's there. But the courses mm-hmm. that I'm developing are actually made for people at home to to follow along with. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's more developed for. All right, you guys. So we have a leash here. We have our treats here. We have a cot here. We have a crate. Here's the recommendation for the crate. Here's a recommendation for the leash. Here's a recommendation for the treat. Here's a, re- you know, it just goes through so granular. If you want to do this at home successfully, here's the steps you need to take. And when you're watching my other pieces of content, it's more about can I get something out of this episode that relates to me and my dog? But the, 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 courses that we're doing are so granular and they go over the questions before you ask them in your own head. So oh, okay. it just gives me an opportunity to be more of a teacher to the people at home than you mm-hmm. just watching somebody do something for sometimes entertainment or whatever. This is a little bit more teaching, educational type yeah. of thing, schooling type of thing. Okay, cool. Well, I'll do that. Well, thank, thank you. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. No. With- no, I just. I've it, had people say, like, with a dog, like, and people are like, get rid of her and do all this stuff. And I'm like, what? She's not that bad. And yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she's not that bad. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think that you're, you're anywhere remotely close to getting rid of this dog. I just think that you don't have a good foundation with her yet. And I think once you start yeah. creating a better foundation and getting more exercise in with her and you know, holding her more accountable, you'll see a major, yeah. major shift. This is, this is yeah. so to make you feel better from what you've told me at a scale from one to 10 and one being basic obedience and 10 being the worst dog I've ever seen, you're at like, a two and a half, <laughs> you know, like you, you, what you're dealing with is, is nothing that you can't start helping, uh, within the next week, start yeah. holding her accountable, put her back on the leash, go out and do some brain games with her. And again, that course will go over all the things that I would do with, see, that's why that course was developed again is because you may be thinking like, all right, Tom, what would you do with this dog? I would say, okay, if you t- that course will go over everything I would start with any, it, it's the same thing I do with all my clients. They come in, they say, my dog bite, bit this person. My dog's killed this dog. My dog is aggressive. I'd say, okay, let me see your heel. 
and it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> and I say, okay, I'm not going to work on the aggression. I'm not going to talk about the aggression. We're not going to do any of that until you can walk your dog on a leash because stopping a behavior or modifying a behavior is a level 10 out of 10 and you can't do one or two. So no, we're not yeah. going to, we're not going to go to college yet because you don't know how to write. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many good analogies. <laughs> I practiced. I well, yeah. Thank, thank you. But I, I, I try to do the analogies because when I'm thinking of, because I'm a dog person. Yeah. So when somebody says, "Oh, my dog is pulling me and dragging me all over the road," and then I say, "Okay, well, how much have you worked on heel? What's heel?" I go, "Okay, that is like you know." So I try to tell people like what you're dealing with is so normal, and they go, "Oh my god, I never thought of it that way." <laughs> so anyway. yeah, it's yeah. I feel way like I feel way more normal now with her. Like it just, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so, I hear that, that a lot. Super helpful. Yeah, no worries, <laughs> no worries, yeah. no worries. I'm glad yeah. I could help. Well, I wish you the best of luck, and, and, and like I said, for further education and, and doing things because your trainer is no longer there, that uh, that course will really be helpful for, for the foundation yeah. of what I would start off with. Because, again, if you can't do the pillars that are in that course, you, you're not going to be able to tackle your, your behavioral stuff. And Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited for that now. (laughs) Have a good day. All right. You too. Bye bye. All right, you guys, you've reached the end of the podcast, and the first question comes from D Butler 13 Well, first of all, we have this one from MDH224. Love this podcast, five-star review. Thank you so much for the love. I want to give you a quick shout-out. All right, this question comes from uh, D Butler 13 protective brother. Hi, Tom, love your work. I recently came across your podcast, and I've spent a lot of time listening and applying your methods, and I'm seeing great results. I'm looking for some insight with one issue I'm having. We have two dogs, Loki, a Belgian Malinois, about 15 months, and Freya, a Labradoodle who has just turned one. Both are fixed and friendly dogs and who, pl- who play well together with other dogs. Uh, together and and people we're good with people so loki has a habit of protecting his sister when she's playing with the neighbor's rot rather named sunshine loki will run over and shoulder check sunshine and begin biting her collar or face sunshine has never but once maybe yelped and i corrected loki with a sit stay for a few minutes as a timeout loki is plays rough and both of them play fetch with everyone Loki will run aside them while he has a jolly ball or a frisbee in his mouth being vocal and shoulder them into the point where they're no longer running initially throw and hang back and okay um he has never been aggressive with either of nor of either of them sorry guys he's never been aggressive with either of them is there anything that I could do to be done to soften the play it sounds to me like um your Malinois uh, Loki doesn't really enjoy being that playful and that social. So it makes sense. We have a Malinois, you know, this working dog that would rather play Frisbee, rather play ball, rather play tug likely uh, with a person. And and when there's other dogs playing, they're like, this is weird. What are you doing? I'm policing you. Stop doing this. Let me in. Don't, you know, be, being protective. So to be honest with you, I would just like find a different thing for Loki to do. I don't think it would be bad or I don't think it would be unfair for you to just do separate things with Loki because it's just a different dog. So it's just a, it's a whole different thing. Um, and if, if Loki's just really not having fun with watching these guys play or if Loki is policing these dogs to the point of the other dogs not wanting to play or them becoming frustrated or even timid about playing, it's not, it's a lose, 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 lose. So I would, um, 
I would just suggest just like keeping Loki maybe uh, in the house or, or doing some alternative things with Loki as the other dogs are playing because it just doesn't, it's kind of like being a Debbie Downer. Like these guys are like, yeah, let's go play. Let's have fun. Yeah. And they're jumping into each other and they're rolling around and they're having a great time. And then Loki's just, just disabling and, and pulling all that back. And I just don't, it's just a lose-lose. So that's my suggestion. It's totally okay to say, you know what? This isn't really for you. We're going to go find something else for you to do. That's my suggestion. Um, so, good question. Next one. Kate three zero three eight one six three. Five-star reviews. Amazing podcast. Thank you so much. I have... I have a rehomed Maltese mix for about seven months. He came to me with every behavioral issue you can think of. After going through two positive only trainers, I recently found your podcast and now I'm on the beginning of making headway. She is seven pounds and I'm having a hard time finding anything besides your slip leads to properly fit her. What equipment do you normally suggest for little reactive dogs towards problem pooches? Well, the slip is the first thing. Um, You can also make your own slip out of paracord. So if you go to my YouTube channel and type in DIY training collar or DIY dog training collar, you can see that I make a little slip um, out of paracord, which is like a shoelace, which is small enough. I think some of the bigger slips that I have may be a little too big, Um, but you can also get micro prong collars. I don't have them in stock, but you can get Herm Springer does make a small prong collar. It's tiny, tiny, tiny for smaller dogs. And, um, I would look it up to see where you can find it. I don't really have a, I don't really have them right now. Um, but they're out there and they're pretty cool. I use them on like dachshunds and smaller dogs, Maltese's, um, to kind of just be safer. Right. So that's why we use the prong collar anyway. Now that's my recommendation. Thank you so much for the question. It's a good one. All right, next one. True Crime Fan 81. Best dog training podcast, five stars. Thank you so much. This is a great podcast. I also like to take my dog to Upstate Canine Academy, and his whole team is wonderful. They have helped me with my nervous and scared dog. Uh, I got his rescue. Love the whole No Bad Dog movement. Oh, cool. All right, so we got another one because that wasn't a question, but we really love uh, and appreciate the, the feedback there on that. So thank you so much, True Crime Fan. Next one is MRCRD22, best of the best. I started finding several other YouTubers and podcasts in the past three months to help with my two-year-old reactive lab, and Tom Davis is by far the best. Well, thank you so much. That means means a lot. I'm trying really hard to help you guys out, so thank you. His practical, non-judgmental advice and direction have made a huge difference for us in a very, very short time. I've owned four dogs in my lifetime, and I wish the first four would have benefited from Tom's wisdom. Question for Tom. What is the best method for introducing dogs to each other? My adult kids have dogs and we would like to introduce them. It's a great question. This is what we went over in the uh, Today Show uh, as well. And also there's a funny story at the Today Show if you guys heard it in the beginning of the podcast. It was fun. Anyway, um, so the best thing to do is just meet on neutral grounds, right? So you want to meet on neutral grounds. You want to meet, you know, maybe go for a walk together. So say like, hey, okay, son, daughter, whatever. I want you to go down the road and I'm going to come up. And so you want to meet on neutral grounds because there's a lot of conflicting things that could happen in the house. So being protective, there's bones, there's food bowls, there's water dishes, there's all these different things that um, could could, could cause tension with dogs. So I would just recommend uh, teaching them how to uh, introduce each other, introduce to each other outside of that. Um, and then the next thing you can do is slowly integrate them in with like a, you know, start going into the yard and seeing how they're doing. Um, lots of positive reinforcement. Good job, buddy. Good job. You know, like really letting them know and encouraging them like they're doing good. 
Chain link fences are really helpful uh, as well. It's a safe way. Like if you have a chain link fence, go for the walk and then come back, see how they do. If you're like, yeah, this is pretty good. They're not super, super friendly, but um, you know, they're tolerable, uh, neutral. Then you could use, use the chain link fence to kind of get them closer off leash um, safely. So anyway, that's my recommendation. And uh, I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast as always. And because I'm kind of behind, I might post another one this week. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And if I do it, it's just because I'm behind. So anyway, maybe we'll talk to you this week, but if not, we'll definitely see you guys Monday. Cause I got some good ones recorded. All right, you guys talk to you next time. Bye. Saving money. When you start your next project today at Menards, check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save money.